0: Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Ted Zaleski and with me is Lori Hairstetter. In today's episode, we're gonna interview an interesting person in an interesting location.
1: Hi, it is Sunday, December 11th and we are at Penguin Random House interviewing the amazing Annette Danik. Uh, For those of you who don't know Annette, she is with us on our show today for a variety of reasons. One reason is that she works for Penguin Random House so she knows a lot about books from a different lens than just us typical book lovers. She's in the industry behind the scenes. She gets to look at books before they're published. She gets to talk to authors and all sorts of interesting things that we're going to talk a little bit more about with her this morning. Another reason that Annette is with us is because she came to our kickoff for our podcast and she was there for Probably the main reason is as a supporter of Ted and Lori because of our relationship, that we were on a battle team together for Battle of the Books. Uh, there's more to that story that we will tell you about soon. And as we were there for our premiere episode, we looked out into the audience and our whole team was there, and that included. She was probably there as a book lover second. So learning more about Uh, Annette and her reading style as we prepared for the show. I already knew she loved books. Now I know on a much deeper level about just how much she loves books. So we're thrilled to be able to share share that with you today. And then um, as kind of an interesting side note, Ted has done interviews for several years And one of the people that he has already interviewed is Annette. This is not the first time that there has been a Ted and uh, Annette interview. So we might talk about that a little bit more this morning if time permits. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get this started. We're going to get it started at the facility. We are moving into the warehouse and we're going to take a little tour and then we'll talk some more with Annette back here in the office in just a few minutes.
0: Okay, now we're standing with Annette in part of the Westminster Penguin Random House distribution facility. We're actually a little bit upstairs looking down over the floor, and Annette took us on a tour of the building and showed us how this all works. Uh, it's, it's basically industrial magic. I kept waiting for uh, something that something to happen, but uh, Annette's in control of all of it. So, um, for people who haven't had the benefit of seeing this like we have what few things might you want to mention about the facility
2: so it's a it's a large facility it's uh it's 1.7 million square feet under one roof we call it under one roof even though it is kind of separated by this ridge that's covered and uh, we house a lot of books and we employ a lot of people in the westminster area Uh, We also are very, one of our specialties is we are really great at replenishing books to our independent bookstores. And so if you see it's really busy right now and it's a Sunday and we're working on a Sunday and that's because we're working to get the books replenished to those independent bookstores because we have a program with them that we call our Rapid Replenishment Program. So if they sell a book um, they can send us the order that day. If they get it to us in by noon, then we guarantee we will ship it by the next day. But 70% of the time we do beat that. Like we don't, you know, we, don't, we, we tell them we might beat it, but our commitment is we'll ship it by that next day. And it allows them to carry less inventory at the holidays um, and have better sell through. So it's a really great program. Um, and that's what everyone's doing today is we're getting those books out to those independent bookstores.
0: Yeah, when uh, Annette was showing us the rapid replenishment part, I was thinking about this. I mean, this is how we walk into bookstores, say, do you have this? They say no, but we can get it. And then you have it for the next day or two. Uh, more magic. So, you know, I was thinking about when we were preparing for the interview, your job. Now, I, I believe your title is Vice President, uh, Supply Chain Management, is that right?
2: Hello. So, executive vice president, chief supply chain officer. Okay. So, I did get a promotion recently.
0: <laughs> okay. Don't want to miss That's that. All right.
2: Important That's distinction. all right. That's all right. That's
0: all right. Okay. And yeah, you know, I talk sometimes about my job. You know, I'm the director of management and budget for Carroll County, and I tell people not only didn't I plan for this job, it never even occurred to me that I would ever have a job that, that looked like this. And I wondered about you. Now, as we were talking, I learned something that I didn't know about your in- industrial engineering background, which makes perfect sense to me now. sure does. So, to some extent, you were planning for this. I mean, you, you were trying to get into this kind of thing, but did you ever imagine what this turned into for you?
2: No. I Well, I didn't even know I wanted to be an industrial engineer. I went When I went to college, I took a test, and so it, I might have been in your job. So I said I should either be an accountant and go into the finance side, or I should be an industrial engineer. And I thought, well, you know, engineers make some good money, so I might as well do that. And But I started at a retailer, and then there was this, I got a call from a recruiter and said, there's this book, small book publisher in Chicago. That needed an industrial engineer, and I thought I love books. I I have been a book reader since I was born. I mean, I had two library cards, so I because I just wanted I had to read so much, and they wouldn't let me take. I had a limit in one library, so I went to two libraries: my school library and the other library. So, when I got the chance to work at a book publisher, I mean, my first question was. Do I get books for free? And they said, Yes, you get books for free. And you saw that, right? We give yes, books we in give, the tour today. We give, we give books out to, to folks once a month. And so that, I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. And I started as an industrial engineer and just over the last, I'll be 27 years at this company, I just worked my way up. And now I'm doing this not only in the US and in Westminster, but I'm moving to the UK at the end of this year. And I'm going to do this also internationally and add that to my portfolio of responsibilities. So did I think that I would end up here? No, but I am so glad that I crossed paths with books because it, it combined my personal passion with my work passion.
1: I was just thinking that, that in some ways this is literally your dream job. It is. It really is. Because books are very important to you and yep. you're surrounded them by them every day yep. in your day job.
0: Yep. And you're getting them to other people that, that exactly. want Exactly.
1: It's rewarding, it too, is. because you it know is. you're part of promoting literacy in the work you do every day.
0: Yep. Yeah, Part of what Laurie and I are doing with this podcast, or part of what drives us, is connecting people with, with books, but in a different sense from you. Yeah, you know, We're trying to find people, what's a book you're going to want to read? You're saying, once you found the book, I'm going to get it to you.
2: I am. I'm going to get it to you because, and if you're an author, I want you to come to us because we are going to get that book as fast as possible to that bookstore.
0: So you mentioned that you're going to England for a couple of, couple of years. Um, as I understand it, this is a pretty big deal. Could you tell people how that came to be and what you're going to be doing there?
2: Um, you know, sometimes in your career, there just are things that magically align and they needed someone to go and help with, you saw all the automation that we put in here. And I was explaining to you, there's a system, there's a warehouse management system. Every business has a system that runs it. And those are some of the projects that they need to work on in the UK. And that's what I started doing when I started that job 27 years ago. That's what I did. I helped Put in automation and help put in that system, and that's what they need some expertise. So I'm really, you know, going there to help with that, and it came at a opportune time. My kids are all grown, so my husband and I are going to go have a little adventure, and I get a work adventure. And and really, it's the it's people still love books anywhere across the country. So it's it's funny. It's, it's going to be a little different. The culture is different, but. The people still love books in every single country and i i I instantly connect with them so that's it it will kind of be like i'm leaving but i'm still with my i'm still at home if that makes sense
0: yeah you hear people talk all the time about digital books and the death of books people aren't going to buy books any, any anymore you know that's that's not true and i i mentioned this in our uh our kickoff episode to our podcast that from this facility you guys send out more than a million books a day
2: yep we do we do and and we also then ship and i'm using quotes with my fingers right we ship digital books as well too oh, yeah. so i mean it's if for, to us it really doesn't matter you're still we're still there is a supply chain for a digital book an audio book and a physical book and still we have a, the majority of what we what consumers want is a physical book
0: Okay, one last question from the Random House floor. We've mentioned supply chain and warehouse management. For people listening who aren't up on those kind of things, what what does that mean to people?
2: It really is. You know, it's funny. I I do a lot of tours for authors, and they, for some reason, just think that a book magically appears at a bookstore. But, but there's a whole process. So someone has to... Buy the paper, buy the ink, produce the book. What type of paper? How big is the book? How many do you want to print? What are the pallets that you put it on? How does it get for the truck from the printer to our distribution center? So it's all those steps. And that's what supply chain is. What you don't realize as you drive along the road, you sometimes probably will see a big building. And you may not know what's what's behind what's in that big building, but I can guarantee it's probably some process where someone is and combining orders to ship it to some store or to you personally right to your house so we do that as well so that's that's really supply chain it's the the it's the the flow of information it's the flow of materials and it's the flow of money so you like the money part
0: <laughs> and then the companion piece warehouse management you talked about getting things from one place to another but you have to have the things Right. And that's a big part of what this place is.
2: This is. yep. we have a we have millions of books here, and it's really the stop off place so that we can be the hub for that for that bookstore. If a bookstore has, say, eight thousand or ten thousand or some bigger ones, twenty thousand titles, we hope that we're a lot of those. And we have to store them here so that we can combine them and get them to them in one shipment.
0: Anything else you'd like to say about the facility or your role? Oh, she shaking her no, head. No, yeah. I am
2: good. I am good. Thank you. For, I'm, I love giving a tour. So, and it's fun to give both of you a tour because I've
1: gotten to know you over the last year. It is wonderful to see this. I'm just in awe of the entire thing. And I was just thinking about how do we translate this into a podcast because you're not seeing everything that we're seeing. Um, And I think we'll be able to get some stock photos about the facility and we'll put them on the website so that everyone can see what we're seeing today. It really is incredible to see. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about our Battle of the Books experience with you, Annette. Um, What a great, great time. Um, I had not met you before then. Um, Ted had met you before that. We will talk about that a little bit more. Um, your spot on the team even is an interesting story. Sure was. So before we even get to our battle, let's talk about why you were selected to be on this team. I think it had something to do, one, your friendship with Miss Lee Wheeler. Yes. And secondly, because you had Battle of the Books experience. I did. So let's start back to long ago when you had Battle of the Books experience as a child.
2: Yes. So in sixth grade, I think it was sixth grade, we did a Battle of the Books competition and it was it was a hundred books and you had teams of three. So at that point, I read thirty three books, which was not a problem. I think I read eighty of them. I didn't read all one hundred, but I got very close. <laughs> and probably, what
1: period of time did you read I, it eighty was, books? It was it was probably
2: oh, it was six months. Oh my god! But that was really nothing for me at that. I mean, I I was I would read I would read several books a night. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're incredible. I I was a, I, At one point, I read a book. I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was in eighth grade, maybe in high school. I read a book on speed reading because I wanted to read faster. Mm. So I can't tell you, but I do read faster than a normal person because I have to slow down when I'm in a book club because mm-hmm. people will um, I will be done before anyone else. Um, but anyway, so back to the Battle of the Books. So I was in Battle of the Books, and I don't know if we came in first place, maybe second place, so maybe I always wanted to win because I didn't quite win Battle of the Books back in sixth grade. Sure. Um, But so, and then when my kids were in middle school, our county came up with a battle of the books and I met Lynn Wheeler and I said, I wanna help. How do I help? And so I, at the school that my kids were at, they had a team and so I was a team coach. So I would go sit in the middle school library, which brought me back and I would coach. I coached all three of my kids' teams um, at Northwest Middle. And I I made up the questions. I read all the books. I and so and I always thought to myself, it would be really fun if there was an adult one. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, Lynn called me and said, "Hey, Annette, we need just a coach. We just need a coach. You've coached these teams for 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 your kids. Could you coach? Could you coach a team that I'm on?" And I said, "Sure, okay. I, you know, I have a lot going on. It's a big time commitment, but I'll, yeah, I think I could coach the team." Um, and then I think you lost a member on the team. So we suddenly did. I went from coach to uh, participant.
1: <laughs> wow. So three battles... With your kids? Three coaching assignments?
2: uh, It might have been three or four years, five. I don't know. I did it for quite a while. I did it with my daughter. The first one, maybe two years. The second one, then my son. It was quite a few years that I coached.
1: So at least three times as a coach. At least, at least three times. And then one battle experience as a participant as a child. Yes. And then comes the adult battle. Correct. And you go from, I'll help you in coaching you, to I will be on your team.
2: Yeah, and I of course when Lynn asked me, I said, I said, oh, I don't know. What am I going to do? And I thought, Oh, Annette, you know. And I wrote her like a two-page document <laughs> of here's how you should study if yeah. you want to win because okay. you have to put yourself in the in the in the end in mind, which is not anything different I do in my day to day job. You start True. with the end in mind, plan ahead. The end in mind is the questions. So you have to you have to create questions. So the team that would win would be the team that. I thought it would be the team that created their own questions and knew what kind of
1: questions would be asked. I can say without a doubt that your preparation, your style of preparing that you brought to it made all of the difference and our readiness for the battle. Uh, it was a tremendous amount of fun, period, because it was a bunch of people who like books talking to each other about books and who happen to like each other too. So we had a lot of fun preparing. Um, and I don't know if I'm flashing forward too quickly to say the night of the battle. We could probably have an episode that's the five of us from the team just talking about the months of preparation. But in the interest of time, let's just go to the night of the battle. Okay. You were nervous. Oh, I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it made me nervous that you were so nervous. I was nervous. <laughs> I didn't want to let y'all down. Yeah. <laughs> So I only bring that up not to put you on the spot about it, but because I knew you were going to say that about I didn't want to let you down. I'm going to get emotional here. Not only did you not let us down, (laughs) you you made all the difference. So any other highlights, Ted, anything you want to talk about from the battle itself, from that night before we dig into the big moment at the end?
0: (laughs) Uh, Maybe just set the stage a little bit for people. Okay. For those who are local, you might know the 1623 Brewery. That's where this was held. Uh, It was basically filled with tables of Battle of the Books teams. It's either 32 or 34 teams of, you know, four or five people. Uh, A room full of us. Uh, As the competition was going, uh, I was looking around the room trying to get a sense for... Where, where our competition was. I, I was pretty sure that we were part of the competition, but I wanted to see who else was it, it, in the mix. And they ran us a little bit different than the, the kids battle of the books. We were stopping every five questions, and they would get the answers to those five questions. So that was a great opportunity to assess how people were doing. And I remember saying, uh, I pointed out to two tables that weren't too far away from us. I remember saying to everybody else, there's our competition over there. And uh, as it turned out, and I won't jump to the end yet, but, <laughs> but they were our, our competition.
1: So I, I'm glad you filled in all those extra pieces because I was going right to the end as well. Um, you know, just a little, of uh, just our, our time together. We, we all like to eat, so we uh, shared meals together as we planned and prepped over the months before. Um, we went to dinner. Um, before the event, Um, we walked in, I think we were the last team to walk in the room because of dinner, it ran a little bit late and we were trying to get checked and out the door and um, we showed up. And there weren't a whole lot of teams that wore, um, you know, matching attire. You know, generally, if you don't know about the battles, there's usually a team name. And then a lot of people will then do a team costume off of it. Some are just a basic t-shirt. Some are really flamboyant, crazy, and bright, colorful, and fun. And so we went sort of midline. We had matching t-shirts. They were black, but they were not plain. We, uh, One of our team members, uh, her name is Chris, and uh, she has some contacts in her, in her family, uh, one of which is a graphic designer who designed us an amazing graphic of uh, an image of, of Ted, more of like a caricature of of ted surrounded by books not just books but the books that we read for the competition and it was really a great graphic it was colorful and we'll put it on the website so you guys can see who haven't and there's a whole story about our shirts so i'm just painting the picture for you of us walking in fashionably late not late but we were not we weren't early everybody else is already there seated Relaxed and comfortable and we show up and we show up and we make sort of an impression I think because we walked in with these shirts on and um, Annette happens to be pretty um, Well-known Lynn happens to be pretty well-known Ted happens to be pretty well-known so us walking in the room sort of uh, Was noticed especially with these shirts on So anyway, maybe now we can flash forward to the end (laughs) Ted, and, do you want to tell the story?
0: And those, those shirts also said Team Ted, which was. Our oh, name.
1: I, I totally skipped that. Yep. I assume at this point everybody knows because I said it's got an image of you. But yes, our team name was Team Ted.
0: Yeah. So some, some listeners might have heard this already. Uh, but uh, you, Lori said, you know, some shirts are flamboyant. We went kind of middle range. For me, this was flamboyant. My, my face and my name were on these, these shirts.
1: You know you love the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was awesome.
1: It was awesome.
0: So we're going through the competition. Yeah, I told you we're watching these couple teams. Um, I, I was feeling more and more certain as time went on that it was gonna come down to the, the three of us. And last questions are done. They're adding up the scores. They announced third-place team, uh, and it's one of the teams we were looking at. Then it seems like there might have been a little bit of a delay, but then they announced there was a tie between us and the other team we've been watching, which now leads to a tiebreaker question, uh, assuming that there's not another tie somehow, that this is, this is for the whole competition. So, of course, now we're saying, okay, geez, what's this question going to be? How, how, are we going to know it? And, you know, as we were going through the competition, there were a lot of questions we had immediately. Uh, there, was, there was no delay at all. Somebody yelled out, we had the question. Some we had to think about. But we were well repaired. Uh, repaired. We were well prepared. <laughs> um, and there weren't a lot of questions that we really struggled with. There, there were only one or two, I think, we, right. we yeah, missed. Yeah, I think
1: there was only a couple. Uh,
0: so now we have the tiebreaker question. And they tell us, you know, the question is from one one of the books. My book. Uh, and that had spent Annette's a lot of time book. on this uh,
1: Then Come called, on, nobody else uh, had the courage to take on.
0: Oh no, I, I spent a lot of time on it, but she did she, too. Yeah, she too. Made,
1: oh no, that's my number one
0: book. Yeah. So, uh, American Dirt was 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 the book. Yeah. And um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the book, without going into a lot. It's about a woman and her son, they're trying to get out of Mexico after a terrible family tragedy and the struggle to get from Mexico to the United States. So the question is, this mother stopped in a store as they're trying to make their way out and bought a bunch of stuff. What did she buy? And Annette says, I've got it. She, well, I'll I'll let her tell the story. Yeah, I definitely
1: want you to tell us from your perspective. I know what it felt like from our seats, but what was it like for you? And tell us your side of the story of how that happened.
2: Uh, You know, first when they said it was going to be American dirt, I thought, oh, no, that's mine. And then they, was, they brought out the questions, and they said, list as many items that were bought at the, or I think it was Walmart, right? How many yes. items? And, and you had a minute. So so I in my head, I do this calculation because this is the engineer in me come out. Oh, my gosh, if I have to ask people or do it, I need to just write because it needs to come right straight out of my brain to my finger onto the paper, and I was a little bit nervous. And the reason I knew is because in the preparation – of I wrote out all the items for some reason and my husband was laughing me he's like Annette why are you writing out so many notes for this book I'm like why you never know if they'll ask this so I listed out all the items like band-aids there was sunscreen there was and it was there was a lot of white socks white undershirts hoodie I um Uh, machete and then i don't know if they gave me credit but there was also machete strap which i would have counted as a second item (laughs) which i would have counted (laughs) as a second item as well if we had well never mind i won't say what happens next (laughs) so 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 i just as fast as i could i just wrote as many items as i could because i knew it was just the minute um and i didn't know i actually didn't know if we had won so the minute stop put your pencils down and they're like the other team is looking at us, going, "How many did you get?" I have no idea. I was just literally trying to put as many down as I possibly could because I had, I had written them out. I had written them on a piece of paper, and then because I thought it would be smart that all of you would want to know exactly those those items as well, I typed them. <laughs> Not only did I write them out, I typed them. So I, but I wasn't necessarily prepared for that question. If they had asked. Um, Uh, who were the 16 people who were in that tragic incident, I could have named those 16 people Mm. because I thought that might be a question. For some reason, I didn't think the Walmart items, but I had written it down. So I was prepared. So it wasn't like luck. I was prepared. We had done the homework, and I just knew it, and I just took the paper and said, I got this. I remember saying, I was like, I'm going to be pushy. I'm going to take the paper and I'm just going to write. And hope. hopefully we, we it, I remembered more.
0: Yeah, when Annette said she wasn't sure if we had won, I knew we had won. <laughs> the four of us. <laughs> watching her (laughs) and her hand is just back and forth across the page she never stopped never stopped I I knew there was no way that the other team was going to come up with everything that she did
1: the other difference is because of the way that we approached the preparation for it is to be specialists of particular books so this was a book that you knew inside and out we didn't all know it in fact I didn't even read that one The other team that was second place, they must have taken a different approach because as you were writing down your answers, we're watching the other team. They're huddled together and coming up with them together. We didn't help you at all. All we said was you got this, you got this. It was that kind of coaching encouragement, but you did all of it. And yeah, so even just what you said before about the having one minute, that could have alone been the difference maker because they were consulting where you were just going right after it. And what I didn't want to say before, uh, because we hadn't let everybody know we won yet uh, on the show today, was about the, ma- the machete strap. I don't know how many we won by, but if that had been the difference maker, we would have fought oh, to I would say, have argued. wait a minute, that, that counts for two. <laughs> but it didn't matter. We didn't have to argue. No. We won. We won very much because of you and your preparation for that book. And wow, did we have a great time doing it.
0: So the second Battle of the Books After Hours just opened up for registration. saw that. Uh, We won't be going back to defend our title. Annette, as you heard, is going to be heading for England. Lori and I are spending time on doing this. So uh, somebody else will be able to step up this year and uh, be the the new champ. We
1: do have a cute story to tell you. Uh, It's serendipitous, I think, that, you know, you prepared the way you did, happened to get ready how you did for exactly what we needed that night. Um, We had a moment like that the other day, and it was related to Battle of the Books, We go to Exploration Commons often to prepare uh, to record episodes. And we were there uh, working on editing software. And uh, you guys can take a look at this on the website if you like we ran into a battle of the books team for the kids version that were just getting started on preparing it was was their first first night oh they um they had somebody on zoom remotely they had booked one of the exploration commons rooms their team mom i ran into in the bathroom and we had a conversation because she was wearing a rudolph girls the local um, independent bookstore um sweatshirt and it turned into a conversation about what we were doing and they were doing and we actually went in and Got to talk to them about preparing for the battle, our experience. Uh, Ted showed them the Team Ted shirt, talked about picking a name, talked about preparing. So we're very excited to see them again um, at their battle in April because it's the one that Ted is MC for. Excellent. So yeah, it's going to be a blast. And it was kind of just serendipitous that we got to, um, to see them as they're preparing just days before we're talking to you about. Our experience together. Oh, and they'll have that for the rest of their lives. Oh, right? I they, you could just tell how happy they were and excited, and they couldn't wait. And uh, we even did a group photo with them, and it was just a whole lot of fun. I've
0: uh-huh. been emceeing that particular event. It's in uh, the Winters Mill High School, what they call it, the Finksburg area, but it's Cranberry Station, uh, Robert Moten, and Mechanicsville. So I've, I've done it, I don't know how many times, six, seven, eight times. But uh, this year, uh, Lori and I are going to co-emcee this event
2: that's so awesome it is so good when you coach those when you coach the 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 kids it's such a equalizer so it's Mm. it's they get to they get to take their experience in life and and talk about it from the different angles and Mm -hmm. they have that one thing in common or those six books in common yes and it's really fantastic to to hear their perspective Mm -hmm. so i loved being a coach and the mom coach Mm -hmm. right as as my kids were doing that. I, that was, I, so I encourage any child to do that in the, in the schools. It's, I, you know, I'm obviously passionate about reading and I, and I think it's a differentiator for, for your life. Mm -hmm. I really believe if you can read, you can have perspective Mm -hmm. and you can have empathy. And uh, so I encourage all the, you know, join a team, join a team
1: not only the kids team, but also the adults team. Because I mean, for us, it's not about establishing yourself as a reader, you probably already are as an adult. But the friendships, I mean, we are all closer to each other because of the experience. And it does change your reading as well because you're influenced by the people on your team. You might read some things that you hadn't. Um, I would imagine some of these groups that have been in the battles together end up doing book clubs together. You know, it just helps cultivate that love of reading and take it to another level. So speaking of your reading, uh, I was very impressed Uh, just so you guys know for the the show we sent out an email to Annette ahead of time to ask her some questions about uh, about her reading one of the topics in our show is shelf awareness you'll see that on the website repeated frequently and we've even done a show already about that particular topic Um, your reading your level of reading is impressive Um, A basic question we would ask anybody that we interview is, how many books do you read a, a month? Yours is four to five. Now, that's impressive all by itself. I don't know many people that are reading four to five books a month. I'm not. But you do that knowing what I know about you and how busy your life is. You just got another degree. Tell us just a little bit about that. I don't know how you make time for reading, but this is to give people a glance at how busy you are and that you make time for four to five books a month.
2: Well, okay. So when I answered that question, it was not exactly this year. Okay. So so Fair. but that so. Fair. However, I am getting back to that. Okay. So I so I did so this year I did a um, executive MBA in supply chain. So I started in January. So so it was. Uh, uh, Lynn and you all were great when I said, I can't do it on Tuesday nights or whatever, Monday nights, because I have class or I have other things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided I wanted to go back and do that. And that took up a lot of reading. If I was to take those books that I read, I just read articles and the Mm -hmm. Harvard Business Review and other supply chain articles and teamwork and things like that Mm -hmm. this past year but uh, I just graduated two days ago, so I graduated. Thank you. I just graduated on Friday, and I'm getting back, so I've been, I listened to a book on the way here, so I listen, so when I say read, mm-hmm. I I consume, I guess yes. I consume four to five books. So how I, you read. How I read. I listen to mm-hmm. books. I do read sometimes i read ebooks mm-hmm. um but mostly physical books i would say that's probably 80 percent. but then i listen and i do ebooks so all forms
1: and that's really about time management because you are such a busy person and an upcoming episode we have is um, on reading roadblocks why you're not reading and a big reason people aren't reading is because they don't have time or they think they don't have time. So you're a wonderful example of how you can make time. You just have to multitask. You do it while you're driving, yep. while you're cleaning, while yep. you're doing something else because it's how you fit it in, because it's important to you. Yep. Yep. And
2: you could listen to music. I mean, I would say some people like to listen to music. I don't listen to as much music, mm-hmm. but so my form of, of learning and entertainment is is books, and mm-hmm. it could be an audiobook. And I love. I just and I I d- maybe don't watch as much TV as some mm-hmm. people. I will binge binge a book, so I will sure. read a book in one sitting. So like last, uh, whenever if it was last week, two weeks ago, before Thanksgiving, there's a book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And the publishers were talking about it, and I thought I have to read that book. So I read it the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So I know I started the book at about six o'clock. Is at my mother in law's. I was I was sitting next to her as she was watching TV, and she said, "We've lost you." I said, "Yeah, you've lost <laughs> me now." <laughs> so I just finished that book that night. Yeah. So like I take a book and I read it all the way through because mm-hmm. especially if it's a thriller or mystery, like I I just can't stop. You know, some people yeah. binge watch Netflix. Yeah. All the. I binge a book and I've been doing that ever since I've been young. I mean, that's, so I, that's my favorite way to read a book is all the way through.
1: And that's just knowing enough about yourself to know that's how it's going to be. Right. And people in your life know that too. Oh, and that has gone to give up. She's not going gonna... right, to, so, <laughs> she's, she's no. got a book to talk to. Today. I have to do that,
2: but I plan <laughs> it. I think, okay, today, all right, I've done a few house chores. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm okay. I, I yeah. need that. And it's, it's that's my also my my relaxation my yeah. relaxation my downtime mm-hmm. and it, it it recharges me
0: sure so let's go back to young Annette you've talked a little bit about the volume of reading that, that you did what were, what were some of your favorites
2: I always loved Madeline L'Engle I loved A Wrinkle in Time I um loved that series um loved Judy Bloom. um Encyclopedia Brown and then I really wanted to... Then I was like, okay, there was our library, the um, the public library, the kids section was downstairs. So then I was like, hmm, are there books upstairs that mm-hmm. I could read? Um, so then I started um, Agatha Christie and some of the other mysteries. So I graduated into that. Um, and there was this series that... Um, this one mother, it was a light romance. So it was okay, I guess for a six year old, like sixth grader, sixth Mm -hmm. grader. Appropriate. appropriate. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was a whole series, Wagons West series. And so I I've read 40 of those books. I think it's three different series. And it happened to be the book publisher that I then went and worked for. and And that was probably what also influenced me. I thought, Hmm. They have that book series, so anytime another book comes out, I can see it first. I can get to read it first.
0: Okay, I'm in. So, um, Madeline L'Engle, a a fan as well. I've read um, the the four or five books that all go together uh, repeatedly. But it's actually um, uh, A Wrinkle in Time is sitting with a bunch of other books where I do a lot of my reading because... A Few months ago, it was one of the things I. I just feel like I need to read A Wrinkle in Time, and yes, you know, so I I found it, read it, and it's still sitting there. And Encyclopedia Brown. Did that, that lead you to be a Sherlock Holmes fan? I. You know what? Maybe
2: I do like I do like Sherlock. I like any mystery, so it just mm-hmm. made me want to read more and more mysteries. So I'm I'm a big mystery reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thriller is just like another ratchet up from mystery. I think in my in my kind of book.
1: So I'm very curious, because you get to get a peek at books before they're on the shelves, do you find you influence other people's reading a lot because of that? Because you've read it before anybody else can. You're the first person to be able to say, this book is amazing. Do you do that a lot? I do. Yeah? I I, I do. At least
2: the family and friends. Mm -hmm. Family and friends. I'll Mm -hmm. say, okay, here's a new book. You've got to read this. Yeah. So you become... You become part of the sales team, so it's sure. part of my job, right? I'm in charge of <clears throat> supply chain and getting the books, but I'm also have a have a have an obligation, and a, you know, a, to to say, oh, this book is great, and if the book is great, then I'm I'm absolutely going to talk about it. Um, so, so yes, yeah. What
1: book have you recommended the most this mm-hmm. year?
2: This year, I am recommending probably the most in the last month and a half is. The Thursday Murder Club by Richard. I'm. i closing my eyes. Richard Osmond. Osmond. Richard Osmond. You told and us in
1: your show notes about that you had re- read three, three books. of his books. So is he's, he's is he a new writer? He's a. Or he's you're
2: a, just first time. It's my first time. Okay. So he's a he's a UK based author. Okay. So when I was Ooh, yeah. So when uh-huh. I was in the when I was in the UK a few months ago, I. I went to a few UK bookstores because I wanted to see, okay, so I'm going to now be in charge of supply chain for the UK bookstores. So And I can't help but go into a bookstore and I can't help but buy a book. So that one just caught my eye. Little did I know it is like the number one book at this point in the UK. Okay. Um, so he is a TV personality and his mom was in a they there they would call it a care facility, and so it's a story about these five, um, five uh, folks in a in a care facility, and one was an um, ex Mi Six, another mm. one was a union um, organizer, and they all have their specialty. One was and one was a. Uh, they're a detective and she brought all the cases with her okay so they're solving cases so so they get into all sorts of wonderful trouble in the care facility oh my. and so so there's three books now and uh-huh. so I read the first one mm-hmm. and now I've read this the second two and we have him signed up for some more books so I'm so looking forward to to read it's a light read so fun uh-huh. and 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 delightful to read
1: and it's sort of nice to have that tie to where you're headed where I'm headed yeah. to the
2: UK exactly. so you know so they call it a care facility so all that you know it's not you know rain boots it's uh-huh. it's wellies and there's the different words you're in there. learning the lingo i bought them i bought the i bought the uk english edition oh, so okay. there actually are two different editions sometimes a, interesting a uk version and then an american english version hmm. so i read With them the in right the right
1: terminology right so i
2: read them in the uk terminology books
1: it's great indoctrination to where you're
0: headed <laughs> So, so you mentioned going into a bookstore over there. Laurie and I were talking somewhere along the way that wondering if you'd be exploring, trying to find bookstores and libraries mm-hmm. over there.
2: I do, I do, and you know, and. and When I go with my kids, they're like, oh, no, here's what mom's going to do. Because I will say, hi, I'm Annette, just wondering how your shipments are doing. Are they? Well, I will ask a question. I'll introduce myself and say, look, it's my job to make sure the books come to you damage free and the correct books. How's it going? Anything you want to give feedback on? And I'll usually go say hi to the owner. Um, so my kids are like, they, my kids know at this point, oh, here goes mom in, in the <laughs> We're store. We're going to be a while. <laughs> supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. <laughs> but, that's, but that's one of my favorite things yeah. is to go and to buy some books, browse around, and then, and then talk to the people at the store. Again, so I, that's
1: how you know you're in the right job yep. because you just love it all day long. I love it. Yeah.
0: So you don't have to commit yourself to this now, but... You yeah, maybe after you're over there and settled in, maybe from time to time, we could check in with you on wow. what interesting bookstores that, that you've found. That Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. That's
1: hopefully a component of the show. In fact, we talked about that being the show, was just us visiting bookstores and the interesting titles we find and the interesting people that we meet along the way. And chances are, we're not going to be visiting there. <laughs> but you're there, so you can be our, uh, you know, on-location correspondent, <laughs> Of sorts.
2: I would love to let it. us
1: know about the places that you find. So the one that's the um the bookstore that's on a boat is that London? <laughs> is it? Okay. Yes. All right.
2: So I'm going to have to go there.
1: Oh, you absolutely have to go there. We've talked about that already in a show. Um, what was the book? It wasn't your ideal bookshelf. But there is another book we read. It was all these beautiful paintings of bookstores, unique bookstores all over the world. We're going to have to find the title for that um, for the show notes because there is a bookstore in London that is on a boat. So that would be really great. All right, if it's you got on my to list. Check that out. Take a picture of yourself in front of it for us. I will do that. I will do that oh wow well this has been a tremendous amount of fun i knew it would be we haven't really gotten to spend much time together since we did the battle um i think yeah the last time we saw you was at our premiere I know. so and we're probably not gonna get to see you for a while oh wait wait dinner. wednesday dinner, well, we yeah, have dinner I, I forgot wednesday. about that we have dinner we Thursday, wednesday, <laughs> wednesday we before dinner. you leave um But after that, that's probably going to be it for a while. I may have to check in and read, yeah, and, and read a book and discuss because and you really we, we loved we, we love were great
2: that. we were great at discussing <laughs> books. I have never fell into having never met four people and and been able to talk books at such a deep level ever in my entire life. We I really we clicked. We did. I would go home and I would say to my husband, "Oh my goodness, I." If this is what life is could be like, I just found heaven. I really did. I found heaven with this group of people. So you have a
1: dream job and you have a dream group of people. I do. That's, I do. That's our scribe tribe is what we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a joy. It is for us as well. So maybe we will have to have a long distance book club um, and you can introduce new English versions to us of books that we might read and certainly tell us about great bookstores that you find along the way. And um, I can't even thank you enough. I knew this would be a good time, but it's been a fantastic time. Thank you, Annette. Thank yep. you.
0: Thanks, thanks for spending the time when I know you have so little of it right now.
1: We know how busy you are. It just, it, it means a lot to us that we got to see you before you go. And uh, yeah, we'll eat a whole lot of food with our wonderful hostess Lynn on Wednesday evening no doubt about it
2: there you go you make time for what's important to you very you true are, you are very important to me and your podcast is very important oh to me, so thank
1: you in that.
2: I'm happy and good luck we're, we're having fun listening with it.
1: we are having fun and if that's so important if there is a, a note from this it is you make yeah you make time for what's important yeah. and reading is important it is you know so I, I think you are a great um inspiration for people who maybe are struggling to find the time they want to read they like to read but they can't find the time to read if annette can find the time to read you can too so we'll leave you with that
0: as always thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed this little peek into the penguin random house distribution process and our interview with annette Danick. stay tuned for an upcoming podcast episode about reading resolutions Lori and I are going to share some plans for 2023, and we'd like to hear from you. Do you have a reading resolution you would like to make? Send us an email at twosidestothestory at yahoo.com. The second two is a numeral. Maybe we'll use your resolutions in the episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, the podcast is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Enjoy your reading.